0: Hello and welcome to Case Reopened, the number one Detective Kenner Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and uh, joining me this week is lovely Colleen. How are you today?
1: I'm great. How are you doing, Tyler?
0: I'm great. I had to do much less notes than last week. (laughs) the the movie, So that was a relief, shall we say. So we're just doing one episode to ease us into uh, the Desperate Revival arc. Which will be split into three different podcasts, a six episode arc. It's kind of the first of the series where it's like a overarching uh thing but it's kind of nice because it's kind of like three separate cases in one so it, and there are, it's like three uh two part episodes basically, so we're kinda we have like normal stopping points for these so it won't feel like super unnatural splitting it into three podcasts. It's true, but there's also no way that we were doing six episodes and one podcast <laughs> God, could you imagine how long that would be uh,
1: yeah uh, i mean with our track record what with we we go longer than movies do so yeah that that would be like i don't know a good two hour three hour podcast
0: yeah, no one wants too that. much too much so we're covering episode 187 the unknown gunshot that rings in the dark this originally aired April 24th 2000 so this was 2 uh, days after the movie came out so you saw the movie Colleen you were so blown away by it captured in her eyes and then and then you, get, you this, get this
1: this anime original
0: which while not great is is fine but it's just it's in a weird position like a lot of these anime originals are kind of have cuz we have that big black organization case yeah. you know it's, it was, the things are moving, then we have just this series of anime originals until the, uh, the movie, and then the Desperate Revival, so it's kind of like this weird lull period, but there's also all this exciting stuff happening as a Conan fan, so it's quite the couple weeks for Conan fans, you know, you get to see the new movie, and then the Desperate Revival arc is getting animated right afterwards, so it's just, put yourself into that placement, Colleen. How, how excited would you be? You'd just be cuckoo for Conan puffs, you know
1: <laughs> I would be very excited just you know soaking it all in. any Conan is good Conan at this point um, but yeah, it, it is a bit odd that we get like this series of anime originals like sandwiched in between the Hibera black organization. What was it? A three parter and then the Desperate Revival. Is that how they were set up in the manga? I'm assuming that they changed the order a little bit, like or was it that black organization? Good
0: question. Good question. It's like family feud. You're like Good answer, good answer. answer." (laughs) I love when they do
1: that, even if it's a bad answer. It's like an objectively horrible answer. Yeah. (laughs) But sometimes they like give off these like sidelong glances when they know like, yeah, this isn't a good answer, but I'm going to clap anyways.
0: Okay, so uh, the reunion with the Black Organization was like the end of Volume 24 of the manga. And then the Desperate Revival began pretty much um, at the tail end of Volume 25. So there's maybe two cases between them. Oh, okay. Um, So let me check V25. I can probably find the cases here. Okay, so what was sandwiched between them were the revival of the dying message case, which we did earlier, and then the Tatori spider mansion case oh, so those two were interesting in between okay. them the,
1: the, so ma- the spider mansion case was also long
0: yeah, that was a that was a three parter so but it's weird how like it was just four uh manga chapters, but you know it turns into <laughs> this ninety minute anime episode yeah. And then we do a 100-minute podcast, because <laughs> we have to go longer than everything.
1: That's how it works. That's math.
0: So, yeah, very good accounting cases here, coming from the manga here. Not that it's ever been bad, but uh, I've always thoroughly enjoyed the manga in every case I read. So, uh, but yeah, some classic canon stuff here. And I'm sure, Colleen, you were just holding over from two weeks ago when we covered the last anime stuff. The Conan's hint here, black tea. Yeah, on your mind the whole time, Yeah, definitely.
1: As always, I remember those Conan hints so well.
0: And Conan says, everyone's assumptions will be rethought today. The thing that should be there isn't.
1: Oh, all right. That makes so much more sense, having watched the episode.
0: (laughs) So the episode begins with Keguro getting a request from the president of a movie production company. And Ron and Conan follow him along. Ron also has this weird line at the very beginning where she's like, Ooh, I wonder how many hot actors will be there or something. <laughs> Did you notice that? It seemed very, like, uncharacteristic of her.
1: Yeah, I'm like, who who turned you into Sonico and where's the real Ron?
0: Kogura says his job is to guard her mother's life after she was attacked three days ago in a mugging. Kegger says the woman is said to be cocky and has a lot of enemies as a result. Surely nobody wants to kill her, though.
1: No. I Sorry. Were- I was like, I guess that could go for both the mom and the daughter, that statement. But I think Kogra was talking about the mom.
0: Maybe even the son, too. Yeah. <laughs> so they arrive at the house and are let in. Kona notices an open window from the outside, and they're then served tea by the maid, Mashida Azusa. Ron asks to watch television while they wait, but is told the TV in the room stopped working this morning. Hmm. How suspicious.
1: Mm-hmm. That's such a, like, bizarre thing to ask, too. Like, oh, while we're waiting, can I watch your TV? Like, had Ron not asked that, like, we wouldn't even know about the TV at all. So, I don't know. It just felt like it was thrown in there.
0: Kind of mentions the open window, and a man says that it was uh, Furukawa Kazue's room, who is the president of Furukawa Finance Exchange, The man then introduces himself as Toji, the son of the president. He says the window is always open at this time to circulate the air. Toji then starts smoking, so you know he's a cool guy. (laughs) And he apologizes to Koguro for his sister using him like trash. The daughter, Etsuko, then arrives for her meeting with Koguro and apologizes for being late. She's surprised to see her brother and says he's not allowed to enter or leave here, which (laughs) I was very (laughs) confused about at first. Okay, same. He then asks about her digital watch that she's wearing, and she sa- "And says, didn't you call digital cheap? Ah, uh, I get it. Your proud Swiss watch was taken because of your debt. So we already have the family drama here, Colleen. <laughs> Kogor cannot meet a family that just gets along.
1: No, he really can't. They- these siblings are so unlikable to me. Like, the maid was fine. Uh, I-, I felt really bad for her, because Toji was kind of being a jerk to- towards her uh and then when was
0: he being a jerk or a uh, potential gentleman
1: he was uh, sexually harassing her wasn't he <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe we watch different episodes tyler
0: so etsuko says that koji is likely here to talk to their mother about borrowing money again and he says that she hired the detective just to suck up Koguro can't believe what he got into, and the maid says that Etsuko's company is almost bankrupt, while Koji is being threatened by gangsters (laughs) to his gambling debt.
1: Of course.
0: It turns out that their mother only lends out money to people who can pay it back, and no exceptions are made even to her own family. She used to give Koji money every once in a while, but then it got so bad that she wouldn't allow him to leave the house.
1: Or enter it, apparently.
0: Etsuko then decides to check on her mother- and she's like, "Come with me, Koji. Co- uh, come with me Azusa. and And Koji's like, "Hey, baby, come over here. You know, I could talk to my mom and I could do something about your debt." Like, he thinks he's being like real smooth here by like, "I can, I can talk to mommy and uh, help you out."
1: That's right. If you go on a date with me.
0: However, she uh, the maid winds up following Etsuko after being commanded to do so, and Etsuko tells Koji to buy their mother a small gift. Koji tells Kogoro that the maid stained a Persian carpet in his mother's room uh, this morning and that her yearly bonus was cut and she was forced to sign a bill. Koji then leaves to buy his mother a small With gift. With what, money? I thought he wasn't allowed to leave the house. <laughs> He's not
1: allowed to leave or enter, and he has no money, so how's he going to buy this gift?
0: <laughs> Who knows. Upstairs, Atsuko knocks at her mother's door and finds the room locked. She wonders if her mother took sleeping pills and says it's quite warm she then drops a handkerchief and goes to pick it up when the gunshot is heard so as soon as i saw her like the gunshot go off exactly when she was picking up the handkerchief i was like oh it... i don't know how she did it but it was definitely her mm-hmm. did you have the same thought
1: uh yeah so i i definitely thought it was her but uh it was something else that um that made me suspicious it was the digital watch ah yeah. I was like, okay, there's a digital like they specifically paid attention to that. So and she was like checking the time. So I don't know. At this point, after so many,
0: are uh, you you <laughs> did mention it before, where you're like, oh, somebody's checking the time. Yeah. They're doing a crime.
1: Exactly. Whoa,
0: well, we could do like a we can. Let's come up with a catchy phrase. If you check the time, you're doing the crime. Did, yeah. Or
1: exactly. So every time we spot one of those characters, that's what we're gonna say.
0: So, yeah, she starts banging on the door, and Beth Kogoro and Koji run upstairs to check. There's no secondary key, so they decide to knock the door down. Uh, they wind up breaking on through to a dark room, and they turn on the light switch to find the mother dead. Kogoro prevents anybody from entering and says the crime scene must be preserved. Ron is ordered to call the police, and while this is all happening, Conan runs in to the room. Spots a bullet wound in uh, the mother's forehead, and finds footprints that lead to the window. And there's a ladder outside. However, he thinks the body's position seems strange, and his investigation is stopped when Kogoro punches him on the head. Kogoro says, "I have to tell you the same thing every time." (laughs) And uh, you, I kind of feel for Kogoro here, because the stem kid is told constantly, "Don't get (laughs) (laughs) like, don't mess with the crime scene." And every single time, without fail, he's messing with the crime scene.
1: Exactly, yeah. I mean, knowing what we know about Conan makes sense to us. It's funny to us. But, yeah, a kid like that would be kind of annoying. I'm sorry.
0: Conan then notices a remote under the table when leaving, but is pulled by Zier out of the room. I like that little touch that Kogoro just grabs Zier and yanks him out of the room. I thought that was funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, ad- they're... Uh, spicing things up. I mean, he's already hit him on the head, so now he has to do something else. Like this was a pretty good episode in terms of, like, Kogoro comedy. Because later on, he also like yells at Conan again, and of course, it's hilarious.
0: Inspector Meguri Takagi and Chiba arrive to investigate. Conan mentions the body's position uh, as she should have been scared by a stranger and ran toward uh, and ran toward the door. However, she's closer to the window. Kegra yells at Conan, but Meguri agrees and says the victim moved toward the intruder rather than away. They talk to everybody at the house to get their alibi. The siblings aren't cooperating and don't understand why they're being questioned until Meguri explains. Chiba then walks in and whispers something to Meguri, who says that Azusa was badmouthing the victim to the neighbors this afternoon and said, I will get her back. Ooh.
1: So Chibo's out like getting some neighborhood
0: gossip, yeah, and that's something you would definitely say if you plan on killing somebody that exact day.
1: yeah, ex- yeah. It's like unless it was like a crime of passion, um, yeah, that would be poor planning on her part.
0: as you said, denies doing anything, but she did say that. It happened after she spilt some iced tea in the Madame's room. She wiped everything down but was still punished. She mentions that she was outside the door with Etsuka when the gunshot occurred. And Meguri says everybody has an alibi except for Koji, the cool guy smoking. The son says he was leaving to buy a gift, but when he reached the gates, he heard a weird noise and came back.
1: He reached the gate, he realized he couldn't leave.
0: (laughs) I can't leave, oh no. And also, I have no money.
1: (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) But I I smoke, so that that makes me cool.
0: (laughs) He is cool. Conan believes that Koji is the most suspicious under normal circumstances, but damn it, Conan is not uh, normal. They've never had normal circumstances for any of these cases.
1: One of these days, it will be normal circumstances, and it'll throw all of us off.
0: Conan finds something odd, so he spots uh, Officer Tomei. He's always doing the, like, crime scene investigations. And he asks him if there were any tape recorders with a timer in the room. However, nothing was found, and the TV was old with nothing on it either. Tomei then tells Conan to do his best, young man Kobayashi. Which is a (laughs) saying that I don't understand. But
1: Oh, shoot. Go forward. What did the translator note send? It it was like it, just said it was like a blooming idiom. youth or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was the first time that he used it, so I don't know. Like, it didn't seem like a turn of phrase that he used often with Conan, unless they just never translated it in the sense. Well, also,
0: Tomei never really talks. He's usually just there in the background. <laughs> or Conan tells him <laughs> something so to do. When... He seems so proud. He has his little moment here during the deduction show. And he seems so proud to finally be talking. He was like, ooh, this is my time. Let me clear my throat. It's his
1: time to shine.
0: Yeah, so I was glad Tommy had a little room here. A little little moment here. So Conan believes the gunshot was a trick and then returns to find Koji saying that there was a blue-white light in his mother's room that glowed and disappeared during the gunshot. Conan then has a breakthrough and uses his voice-changing bow tie to make a phone call as Koguro. After talking to Tomei, Conan confirms his suspicion and has all the evidence he needs against the culprit. Conan knocks out Koguro after getting him into the room and begins his deduction show after everybody's gathered. Koguro mentions that the lights were off in the room, which means that she was murdered while there was still light outside. Atsuko brings up the gunshot. And he says that was merely done by the culprit to create an alibi. So there's not much, uh, not much like suspicion. This whole case of the other people, like it, even Conan's, like, well, it's not the obvious guy. And then it's like, <laughs> I don't know, it, it's almost never the maid in Conan. I, I can't re- recall when like a maid did the crime.
1: Uh, yeah, the only other case I can think of where a maid was involved, like it looked like she had done it, but she was innocent. Like she was, if anything, she was like also a victim in all of it. It was the one uh, with uh... what's his name, that doctor that the later doctor, Rod. In porn. yeah, yeah. So the yeah, main, like, she was involved in those creepy or twin maids. So that's the only one I can I remember
0: think
1: of. them. Oh well, the yeah, t-
0: the twins. Yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah, from the mask case. Um, Yeah, I guess like Conan. It, so Conan wasn't, sus- like, there's no su- suspicion on Conan's part, but I suppose, like, the police, they were kind of uh, thinking it was the maid because of that gossip that Chiba heard.
0: Yeah, Chiba's just a gossip. That's what we learned in this episode.
1: Yeah, this is, like, what, his second proper time? I'm not counting that first time with fake Chiba, Whatever that who, that character was supposed to be, like he's slowly we'll trickling into these episodes. Like he was in movie four, I believe, if I remember correctly. He
0: was, yeah. How can you not remember the movie? We just did the movie. though.
1: <laughs> I don't know if Chiba was in it. I think so.
0: he was. He was Ron's bodyguard. Come on, at the hospital. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they needed somebody competent, somebody not named Takagi. Takagi. (laughs) So, with the remote taken from the room, the culprit turned on the TV, which then made the gunshot noise. Kagari says there's only one person here who would know the exact time a gunshot would be played on the television, which was at 7.29.32. It's the exact same time a pistol was fired in the drama made by Atsuko's company, so... This is kinda of similar to that uh detective case that we had where the guy used the uh the line of dialogue from his N T V show and thought he was so clever. And she uses the same yeah, noise and that, like, from the drama she made.
1: Yeah. Not counting the movie, that was the one we just did, right? So Yeah. I mean and when watching the episodes is very back to back.
0: Definitely. Um, So Kogura says, Etsuka is the culprit. This afternoon, she entered her mother's room with the ladder and then murdered her with a silenced pistol. She then disposed of her outfit and the weapon before returning to the house. After checking the time, she brought Azusa upstairs and pressed the switch on the remote while picking up her handkerchief. The light that Kuji saw outside was actually the TV turning on. Kagura says that if the timing of the switch is off by just one second, then the trick doesn't work. That's why she was wearing a digital watch. She also broke the TV in the living room so that the TV show wouldn't be heard in two places. Etsuko asks for proof, and Kagura mentions that she pretended to cry and then slid the remote over the rug and under the table. The problem was that she overshot it slightly and that it was under the table's legs where it wouldn't be if it just fell off. Kagura says Atsuko's fingerprints are still on the remote, but she says, of course it is, as she goes into the room several times a day. However, she claims she never entered this room since she left this morning, and Azusa cleaned the remote off after spilling iced tea, so there's no reason for her fingerprints to be there. So, uh, once again, Conan kind of lucks out that there was, like, an accident, and there's an unexpected reset here.
1: Yeah, black tea again with the Conan scent. I, I, I sometimes wonder, like, what would happen if there were no outside circumstances, accidents. Like, would Conan still solve the case?
0: Probably, but it wouldn't be as cleanly, like, tied up with evidence. it probably Actually, have to Actually, yeah, a... you're
1: right. Yeah, he would solve it, but he, he's always like, you know, I know who d- did it and how it was done, but I can't find the evidence, and then he lucks out. He's just like, oh, great, there's there was an accident earlier with black tea or like in the previous one, like, Oh, the guy has a piece of glass stuck in his shoe, like a, the sole of his shoe. So yeah, <laughs> very lucky.
0: Karen then has officer Tome come in to explain his findings. He says that there were two set of prints found on the remote. One was from Etsuko's left hands, all fingers. The other was from the maid left hand, all fingers. Megui says it's settled, as Azusa didn't forget to wipe the remote. And Takaki says if she forgot to wipe the remote, that thing would still be on it. Which he means, Katsuei's Prince. I love how they always have to be, like, weirdly vague when saying this <laughs> stuff, just so they can get one more line of dialogue in.
1: Yeah, well, he's building more suspense. At one point, it was so funny to me, because, like, everybody knew, except for... Atsuko, it seemed. She's just like, what do you mean? And like, And everyone was like looking at each other.
0: Atsuko blames her mother and says it was her fault after she refused to give her even one yen. Even though she would pay off Koji's gambling debt no matter the cost. It was always like that. It was always Koji Koji. Even when she was young, she only cared about Koji. Magari says he understands, but she killed a person, her own mother. And then he says, "Think about what that means thoroughly." <laughs> I don't know why I found this line so like cheesy and funny to me.
1: It wasn't the poetic type of lines we often get from Conan or Kogro, like, and it's like, "Okay, nice try, Meguri.
0: <laughs> you yeah, came Megury out. Just you like, give it a shot." It's like he's disciplining a dog. It's like the dog peed in the the <laughs> house and he puts the head to sniff it and he's like think about what you did. Thoroughly. <laughs> thoroughly. It's like, okay. It's, also, I think it's just the thoroughly part that like kills me here.
1: Right. <laughs> um, also so Etsuko is all like oh Koji got all the attention when we were younger. Um, according to the wiki and I, I guess maybe if i were paying attention to any character title cards i would have seen this earlier if they had this there's like an 18 year age gap between them because i think she's like 40 and then i think they have koji as 22 so i'm like not really seeing where there was like this sibling rivalry for the mom's (laughs) affections as kids (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's like she was treating him with more attention because he was a baby, you weirdo.
1: <laughs> that's my point. And, like, she had, you know, she had her, the mom all to herself for 18 years. At least that's, you know, going on. Wow, the
0: yeah, here. there is an 18-year difference here. Wow. Also, Koji looks like uh, the new protagonist of the Yakuza games from Yakuza 7. <laughs> That makes uh, sense. Google Google Yakuza 7. And look at this guy and tell me he doesn't look like Koji. He has the same haircut. He even smokes. So... Just look at that. So look, Koji look
1: is being chased by gangsters. And then ultimately he just joins them.
0: Yeah, he becomes Ichiban. So... Quite the character arc here. I... I'm telling you, this is this is so him. It's crazy. Alright, well, anyhow.
1: Oh, I think I just saw a back tattoo.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So like Cause... Atsuka is not the greatest villain, is she like her her reasoning's kinda shitty, like and it's also just because she's bad at business. Like it's kinda her own fault is her whole scenario and and she kills her mom, who's a bitch, but, like, whatever. I don't know. She th- This didn't, like, hit that emotional chord. You know, I like, tried to, but, like, and Megger even half-assed his, like, final thoughts. He was, think about what it means. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was so- sort of low on the o- emotional side, but, uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk about final thoughts in a second.
0: After the ending song Takagi fixes the downstairs television Chiba says Takagi is a video maniac and that he goes to the rental store every single day so Chiba's still gossiping here which is apparently too (laughs) far for Takagi I want to see you defend your man here because he has the biggest ever reaction here and he violently punches Chiba in the face we'll have a screen capture here of Chiba, look at the fist indented into his face, just because he said he goes to the rental store.
1: He punches this is poor maniac Chiba behavior. It's like Chiba's face is made out of Play-Doh too. <laughs> this this screenshot. Yeah, I don't the know why Takagi law hair that is way. Like he has him. other. I took it like okay. Oh. And Kogro assaulting Conan every single time, <laughs> we just let that one slide. Child abuse just. Slides. I bring
0: it up like every episode. I do not defend that either.
1: <laughs> that's true. We do don't defend it. Um, Takagi, like it just seems like this is kind of playful. Like obviously, it's a cartoon. Look at that punch! Look at it,
0: look at it carved into his face. There's nothing playful about this. If he had like flicked uh, him or something, that's playful.
1: It's interesting too cuz Takagi has other hobbies. The hobbies that you would probably uh like be annoyed that somebody revealed them to like complete well not complete strangers but like to What's Ron his Cohen. other
0: hobbies? Just obsessing over Sato?
1: <laughs> sure, that's one. But he's also into um what's it? Like I'm gonna get the terminology wrong and you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna judge me for it because this is like your domain. But he's into uh, is it like masked wrestling?
0: Masked wrestling?
1: So they're the wrestlers that wear masks. I <laughs> I think there's a term for it.
0: So he's in, he's into pro wrestling. You're saying?
1: Okay, yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah.
0: When's that there's an revealed?
1: episode. There's a two-parter. Oh gosh, I don't know if it's in the two hundred or the three hundreds, and it involves masked wrestlers. Um, and then that's when Takagi, uh, talks about like he ha- he drops like all this knowledge about all the wrestlers and all their moves and things, and yeah, that's when we find that out.
0: Uh, I see. I see. See, is this, oh, it is from the manga, too. Okay. I was going to say like a luchador, but that's more uh, Mexican wrestling. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: But uh. So, yeah. wolf face. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> I didn't mean like that's an... The... Yeah. It's just something that, you know, it's a little bit more like, oh, I didn't know that Takagi was into that. Maybe that would be like... Wait.
0: They have Tukagi, a bunch of real like, life hey, Chiba, don't wrestlers talk wrestlers in that. here.
1: In that case, in episode,
0: really? There's actually, yeah. Oh. There's Bruiser Brody who wound up getting murdered um, while doing a show in Puerto Rico. This other pro wrestler stabbed him in the locker room, and then all the all the people in the locker room were like, oh, "I didn't see it happen," so uh, they just lied, and this his murder was covered up in Puerto Rico, and. Then also, in addition to Bruiser Brody being in the episode, Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr. are in the episode as well. Interesting. You know what? When we cover this, I'll get a, I'll get a pro wrestling, uh, writer on as a guest because my buddy's been, oh, wanting cool. to be on the show. So, so when we get to episode three sixteen and three seventeen, I will finally get. I'll probably <laughs> get them on before then, but we'll get them on for this as well.
1: That would be a perfect match. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Because goodness knows you wouldn't be able to hold a conversation with me.
0: So yeah, Takagi. What an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, after he finishes punching poor Chiba in the face, several gunshots go off in the television show that they're watching, which wakes up Koguro, who screams, Gunshot, run for it. And then he falls down the steps to Conan's amusement.
1: <laughs> I feel like there are a few episodes that end in this way—Cogro hurting himself for Conan's amusement.
0: It's al- its always entertaining to have him wake up suddenly from the case because it's like, especially when like quite a bit of time has like elapsed so they just let him sit there in, in total <laughs> silence for like 40 <laughs> minutes
1: my favorite is when he uh you know wakes up and then everyone is praising him for what a great job he did and he just goes with it
0: also like the one where it's that early case with with the uh the one guy like goes to slice him with a sword and stops and they're like wow Kergo is so brave he didn't even flinch and then he finds out he has, like, this super tiny, like, cut. And he starts freaking out.
1: <laughs> is that the one with, the uh, Suzu?
0: No, no. No. This is the one with, uh, the carved up, like, uh, cabinet or something. Oh, okay. It's very early on. Yeah. Oh, we'll oh, probably cover case. it soon mm-hmm. with the, uh, the dub. So... We get next Conan's hint, which is misfire. And then <laughs> the picture, it looks like a bullet bill from Mario. It's this <laughs> bullet.
1: Yeah. And
0: he has an eye and he's smiling. It looks like a bullet bill. It's yeah. really weird.
1: He's just missing his little arms. But yeah, you're totally right.
0: Conan says the next episode is finally the special series. And Genta says if you watch all of it, you'll get to meet that person. I mean, you could also just watch, like, the episode where he appears. You don't have to watch all of it again to...
1: Yeah, you could actually just skip the Detective Boys episodes to be able Damn. to watch that person. No, I mean, not not that I would. It's just, like, yeah, if you want to see Shinichi, just skip to th- those episodes.
0: Colleen, once again, a hater of the Detective Boys.
1: No, <laughs> that's not what I meant.
0: so uh before we get to our final thoughts let's give a thanks to our patron supporters uh shout out to medium-sized jeffrey ryan self spencer young who was on our maybe podcast last week william lee and big chief mason i appreciate the support from everybody so thank you all
1: yes big thank you again um yeah it's just amazing that you keep supporting us for this quality content.
0: Quality content, yes. Um, so yeah, Colleen, final thoughts on this episode. Episode 187 of Detective Conan, the unknown gunshot that rings in the dark.
1: Um, yeah, it, uh, it definitely has some weaknesses, as uh, we talked about. But overall, I liked it. Um, I thought the trick was good, even though it was kind of obvious who did it um but still this episode had some good character moments between kogoro and conan uh conan's like (laughs) conan's investigation of the case was really speedy he went from like not having any evidence to literally five seconds later he's like i've got it and (laughs) and then we get into like the midway point and then you know it's just uphill from there type of thing so um it went by really quickly, which is fine. Um, the only problem I had was that this case could have been solved, like, without, you know, the whole Conan investigation part, um, if they just checked the time of death. So I don't know if this is, like, protocol that, you know, if somebody hears a gunshot and then they see the body, they're like, well, it must have been instantaneous that it happened then so they don't check the time of death because like at the beginning when Conan, Kogoro, and Ron are walking to this house it's probably already dusk I would say like it's barely light outside but um so I'm thinking like Etsko must have murdered her mom earlier because the whole point is that it was still light outside so had they checked that the time was like let's say the mom died i don't know like two hours earlier when they have i don't know when they have realized that she didn't die of the gunshot wound or the gunshot at that time well she definitely died from the gunshot wound yeah that's right sorry but from the gunshot that apparently Etzko and well i guess everybody heard at that moment anyways that's just my one little gripe with this but overall i i enjoyed it um what did you think
0: yeah it's definitely not the greatest case from a mystery uh perspective and the cul- like the the suspects aren't particularly super interesting other than finding out that it's ichiban's past secret past for miyakuza as he's actually koji but uh <laughs> other than that there's not too much uh Super appealing about this episode. The comedy's good. There is some fun comedy. Uh... We get to see Takagi's violent side here. As he violently beats Chiba <laughs> And just attacks him. Proving himself to be mentally unhinged. Um... And we get to see a bullet bill. Which was unexpected. <laughs> um... Koguro's interaction's pretty funny this episode. But yeah, it's a... It's a decent episode. It goes by really quickly. Um... But as far as like a captivating case, no, it's it's very much a forgettable case from uh, that perspective, and the tricks kind of like just a variant of what we just saw with the other that two parter that did it better, so it kind of falls a bit <laughs> flat there it. as well.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So I, like, uh, it's a pretty weak case. Like all things considered.
1: Yeah. Um. I just thought of one other thing that I wanted to mention how I thought it was interesting that we never actually met the victim. Like, everything we know about her is uh, from what other people said. So we didn't even really get it. Like, we have a pretty negative image in our minds of this person because it's all like, oh, she didn't want to help me with my business. She didn't lend me money or, oh, she... um, like, with the maid, like, whatever. She made me sign a contract, and now I'm in debt. So she didn't really sound like the nicest person. Maybe, you know, great business person, but not, you know, a people person. But I don't know, because we didn't meet her, because she died before we got to.
0: Although, also, the maid's pretty terrible at her job. <laughs> like, you're <supposed> to, she's <laughs> making messes, she's spilling on stuff on rugs. It's like, come on.
1: Yeah. So, and she's sure not entertaining did. Koji. Oh yeah, that well, that's the biggest crime of all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. I'm
0: glad we agree. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut that out where you say I'm being sarcastic. Everybody will know you're fully in support of Koji and uh, Azusa. No, the dream Ko- couple.
1: Koji's a pig, and I wish him well wow. when he joins the yakuza.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, next podcast we'll be doing episodes one eighty eight and one eighty nine, The Desperate Revival, The Cavern of the Detective Boys, and then the Wounded Great Detective. And remember, misfire is the hint. So somebody's gonna get shot.
1: (laughs) Well, if anybody watched the preview for that episode, I think we all know.
0: Oh, did they show Conan getting shot? Okay. Well (laughs) He gets shot.
1: Whoops, spoiler. High
0: drama. High drama as Conan takes a bullet. Bullet built. And then there's a weird like chess puzzle. That's all I remember from this. <laughs> I remember this being like the most con or it's Shoji, it's Japanese chess. I remember it being like the most convoluted, like, explanation in the manga to where they had to like try to like turn this into a English like equivalent, and it was just like this is so much bullshit. So I'm kind of not looking forward to writing down like the solution to uh, this next case, just because I think like it's gonna be super convoluted. But uh, we'll get through it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so maybe I'll uh, I'll take a look at the manga and compare it because now you've you're you've intrigued me.
0: All right. So look forward to that. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
1: And remember, one truth always prevails.